in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of the Top Ten Show. I am John Roca. I am Matt Nose. Heyo. We're coming in hot, Matt. We have a lot of things to talk about here, including a our main list, which is the Top Ten A24 movies. I, you know what? And thanks to um, – you know what? I'll look it up. It was a oh. Patreon suggestion for a relist show. Yes. And when we did that, we both realized, like, man, there's a lot of good movies that I've been waiting to see. Yes. So we said this to each other off the air, like, well, maybe not. We might need to do this because yeah. this is a good you know, topic. Yeah, because uh, A24 is a studio that is responsible for a lot of incredible films over the last few years. I mean, they churn it out, mm-hmm. which is like, what kind of genre are you looking for? Yeah, what are you looking for? Yeah. Yeah, it's all here. I haven't seen, outside of one, any of their real, I guess, maybe considered comedic output. There's not that many straightforward comedies, but they do have they comedy have a, elements. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's some that are more comedic, comedic than others. Right. Like eighth grade has comedic stuff to it. Oh, I w- okay. I wasn't thinking of that. I was thinking along the lines of, uh, uh, oh shit, mm-hmm. who was it? Was John C. Riley in one? Possibly. Um, I thought he might have been in one, and then there was, uh, I guess you could say, Free Fire. Yeah, Free Fire is pretty has comedic elements to it. He does. Uh, and yeah. Then I know there's at least one other. Spring one. Breakers has a little bit of. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. You know, that movie's so? yeah. <laughs> that has more drug, you know, overdrive. Okay. Than anything else. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to look here. I don't see right too many that are necessarily uh, funny. Um. But yeah, so we will be doing, as you know, yep. since you saw the the headline across the top of this, mm-hmm. what uh, we're doing that this week for what the the lighthouse? Yes, for the lighthouse coming out, which is the new one with, with the Pattinson and yeah, Rob Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Dafoe. Um, and we're looking forward to that one coming out big time. Um. So anyway, yeah, there's that. But the, the reason we're all like uh, hesitating, we're both looking things up on our phone because we had announcements, people. We do. We've been uh, letting you know, hey, legitimately, we have some announcements coming out. Mm-hmm. And the first of which that we will tell you about today um, is the fact that what a lot of you have been clamoring for is video. Video! You've wanted video. So, guys, we went out and we got you video. Oh! Starting in November. Yeah. This is the way it's going to work. Uh, our patrons will get video of the show when we release it. And then a week later... Over a Collider, they will have the video as well. And you're saying to yourself, now, how can the video be on Collider? Well, it's because we've closed a deal with Collider. We are going to come back to Collider. We're going to be on the uh, camera in the podcast studio doing the show. Uh, the audio will be available still where you're getting the audio now and on their feed. So there's going to be more announcements coming down the pikes to, so you all know like how to be able to listen to us every week and watch us every week uh, on Collider. So that's the big announcement. Top 10 is coming back to Collider. We'll be on camera 
every week. We'll be recording the uh, the uh, show every week. It'll be there on multiple feeds for you all to savor and enjoy. We don't have the particulars yet. We're looking to hopefully start on November 1st or the week after November 1st. Uh, but we are uh, like kind of solidifying all of that with Thad and the people over there at Collider. So I'm incredibly excited to be coming back. Cody and Adam have said they want to uh, work on our show yes. again. Do graphics again and whatnot. Do those crazy graphics that for those of you who watched our show. By the way, you can go find those old shows on YouTube uh, that are on, that we did on camera on our initial run. Uh, and uh, you can see the graphics that Cody and Adam created for us that were really stole the show almost every show. Um, and one last thing, uh, the show is going to be the show. There is no yeah, with there's no, no censorship, no stopping it's us. Not no getting shortened. Yeah. exactly. It's it's the same show, and you can still listen to us on this feed. Yes, uh, if that's what your preferred you know pleasure is, yep. this will come out every Tuesday on this feed, like clockwork, and this will not disrupt any of our other Patreon uh, Patreon stuff with Topic Thunder and Realist. That'll still come out all the same mm-hmm. places it comes out. Just now, we got video for you. Yeah, and you can go over. It's gonna be. It's gonna be gorgeous. We got ideas. We got things we're working on. What exactly we can do? What we can't? Right, right. Uh, but the incorporation of the two of them again. Yes, uh, Cody and or Adam at some point. Every once again, is gonna walk in and play that fucking drum because I still have that. <laughs> you some things you never <laughs> let go of, do well, you, Nost? <laughs> I wanted to. I knew it had some sort of values. So like ah, I could put it on Craigslist, and I just I've sold so much other stuff. Right. Eventually, I will get to that. <laughs> And I still have it. So, I hey, hey, let's, uh, you know, I'll keep it in my car if I have to, for Christ's sake. All right, maybe. Well, this is also opens up the door for us to bring on more guests uh, who would be able to slide right on in and be our third person on the mic. Uh, and it would be a wide shot or a three, per, every person in a box shot, yeah, which but- all of that, which you'll see. But, uh, you know, it ain't going to be behind being behind the desk like before, but this is more of a free flow type of uh, uh, recording. And some of you have watched our initial recordings, which have come in the Collider podcast booth. So you have an idea of yeah. what it can look like. But this will be more, if you've seen Drop in Dimes, you've seen Matt and I on Drop in Dimes, it'll be that kind of thing where both of us have a separate camera on our faces and reacting to each other about what we're talking about. And if we have a switcher, maybe we'll be able to go from wide to close up to back to wide, but we don't know that. By the way, right now. since you just said that, it made me think of yeah. uh, the fact that... Uh, a uh, guy out there made a caricature of the two of us. Oh, yeah, J. Scotty Clare. <laughs> was that? Okay. Woof. Oh, uh, You know what? Look, I, I appreciate the effort. Hell yes. And I'm, I thank him for at least trying to create a face of it. I didn't know I was going to get blindsided with a caricature of myself. You, so when I really saw it, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It just made me laugh. And I looked at both of us and was like, I don't know who should be more offended. <laughs> I literally. You have I, a, I think he caught my smirk, so I can't be totally offended. No, but you have a witch's nose. I do. I do. <laughs> when I saw that, I was well, like, you're yeah, a Halloween I'm, character. You know. And I looked like I fucked a cherub. <laughs> I have this weird big forehead, big puffy cheeks, like this Popeye-like uh, chin. And I'm like, all right, maybe that's old man Matt. <laughs> yeah. Um, so either way, so we're excited. We're very happy to be coming yeah, back. Exactly. Uh, you know, we we talked to Mark Fernandez uh, together, and uh, we pitched him the idea. He loved it, and we're just trying to figure out where we can get the most exposure. Where we can get the most uh, uh, visibility uh, for the show, and so all of that's going to be worked out in time. So you'll know what day it's going to drop, what uh, time is going to drop. But for the patrons, as Matt said, they're going to get the video ahead of time. Yeah. So you're going to get the video ahead of time. One week later, the video will drop on the Collider feed for you to watch. But if you want to be a patron, I think we're making it available for ten dollars and up. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, for laser nips and up. Yeah, laser nips and up. Uh, you can get it there, um, and that'll be. 
you know, it'll be a minimum of a week before it comes out on Collider because we don't know where it's going to land in the schedule as right. of right now. Exactly. So it could be Friday that comes out. It comes out, you know, Wednesday at 2. I We don't know yet. True. So, uh, you know, you can get on it much early. If you would rather watch the two of us just jibber-jabber at each other, mm-hmm. and that is your preferred uh, method, well, then boom, unless you don't give a shit a week later and you're like, ah, I can watch it you know, yeah. over here. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. That's fine. Teach their own. Yeah. Teach their own. Boop, but boop. We, we get it. That is the most consistent question. How come you guys don't do more video? You guys should be on video. Yeah. My favorite was we just got a tweet from somebody that was like, why don't you put up uh, old shows on video? And I was like, so you just mean a static image like we do for the current show? Or are you saying <laughs> that we're holding withholding video from you or you want us to recreate? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's Look, a- if anybody listening to us is an animator and wants to go oh, back sure. and listen to our old shows and maybe pick out the best 10 minutes – Ten minute clip of our of one of some of our old shows and wants to animate them. Me and Nost animated speaking these lines that you see. That would be fun as hell to see. Well, eventually they could just deep fake us and they can make whatever show they wanted. Oh my to. god, they don't want to want it to be deep faked. <laughs> of course not. That's an That's another type of animator. That's it true. Is. That's it true. is. I, it, who benefits? You know. I don't know. Why do? Why does this exist? This should. It's one of those things of uh, you know. Creativity should be allowed, innovation and yeah. whatnot. But what good does this eventually get us? Yeah. Seems like only ill comes from this. Right, right. What, you know, we can recreate actors that have, are deceased in other ways because I can't think of any other reason that you would ever need this technology. <laughs> and now, to, you know, it leads, it's a, that slope is so slippery that you're already sliding. You know, it's black ice. It's true. Um, but anyway, that's not with this show. <laughs> and that's the type of rambling you can see on uh, video Yep, uh, on Tuesdays or a week or whatever later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whenever, you know, whenever they decide to put it on. Well, I know, I know some people just like it's easy at work. I can just put it on YouTube and then boom, it's right there. Right. So, and that's uh, what it'll be, what you get now on Patreon was, you know, you get a link to the video. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's for your eyes only. It's very, where MI6 you know, we're Ooh, fucking nice. laying, laying the crackdown. Nice James Bond reference. Bro. Thank you. Thank yeah, you very much. Good job. Uh, uh, by the time you're hearing this, I have beaten Kalinowski, so kiss my ass. If you want to come see us do it in Orlando, please do so on the 18th. Uh, we're going to do this thing, me and Kalinowski, so just letting you know I had to throw that in. Uh, I love uh, the, the art, like just the manufactured smack talk. Because he is genuinely your friend. He is genuinely. So you're like this, this son of a bitch <laughs> over here. Look at him with his thousand watt smile. It's prick. It's like when it's like when uh, uh, Iron Sheik and uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan got caught driving oh. down the road together in, in, in the '80s, and people were like, "Wait a minute, these guys are friends." Uh, I I got a buddy. I have buddy strong. He's a guy that I play basketball with. And got oh to yeah. Know him. But he was outside of entertainment, and whatnot. He had a regular job. He just happened to know some of the same people. Yeah. Nice as can be. Handsome to boot. Yeah. And my favorite basketball player I've ever played with because he was so good that he would just be like, okay, our team needs rebounding. I will focus on rebounding. Wow. Our team needs this. And he just didn't give a shit. He just right. liked playing the game. And it was, he played college. He was so much fucking fun to play with. But anyway, that's, that's how I shit talk and be like, oh, I'm Kurt. I'm nice. And I'm fucking really handsome. <laughs> that makes Matt feel insecure. Oh, like basically pointing out all his positive attributes and be like, you son of a bitch. You got it all. What don't you have? I need I you to be that. a prick. I need you to be, there needs to be fucking, you know. Right. A balance here. Diamonds aren't real in, in people. <laughs> you suck. That's a strong statement. Uh, and they're not. They're, you know. Yeah, right. Of course. Of course. Some just have fewer flaws. Right. 
True. Very true. That's what makes them stand that's the out. Next, that's the next top 10 T-shirt. We're all diamonds. Some of us just have fewer flaws. Ooh. And so we're going for like the fucking 60-year-old and up women. Yeah. You know? We're going yeah. for a very specific – we rhinestone that son of a bitch out and it's we perfect. charge a pretty penny. Only in pink. Pink or white. Well, then we go like our Ed Hardy-ish route for the dudes. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't want a top 10 Ed Hardy shirt. I saw somebody in an Ed Hardy-ish t-shirt like two weeks ago, and I was like, that looks so foreign. Yeah. It looked alien to me when it was happening, but I kind of understood it. It's just a different facet of I'm peacocking, but I got a big crank. And you're just like, okay. <laughs> or I want you to think I have a big crack. Exactly. But it's but all. I really don't. You're projecting a very of specific, course. you know. Of course. This dude definitely wears cologne. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Amongst other things. Amongst other things. I would imagine 65% of those guys have fake tanned at some point. Oh, sure. Of course. In the bread and butter, butter uh, you know, at Hardy Days. They probably own seasons of, uh, of uh, Jersey Shore as well. So, yeah. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Yeah, don't doubt it at all. Um, all right. Well, anyway, le- that's our announcement. So we're excited about it. Uh, we can't wait to uh, g- get going with that. Uh, and we will definitely give you more information and more particulars as it goes along. And we're also going to be recording a video to announce it on the Collider channel as well. So that's going to be fun. So a lot of changes happening for the Top Ten Show, but all positive to get yes. us more exposure, more in your eyes and ears, and bring more people into the fold of the Top Ten. Without a doubt, and it's coming. Our our goal is that first Tuesday of November. So yes, it follows it follows on the you know that second week. What will feel like the second week? Yeah, November first, second, third, fourth. I think it's the fifth, November fifth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, almost a week into the month. That right, point. but that's that's our target projection, and uh, you know. Red leader to gold leader, man. We are locked on target. Yeah, that's a, we're definitely locked on target. And we've been waiting for this situation. And we said, remember, for those of you who've been with us from the beginning, we said if we ever came back, we would only come back if we could do the show our way. Yes. With no restrictions, no censorship, and just have a fun time our way. And certainly that's what's happening. Look, you know, a lot of, a lot of people tune in. Yeah. And now, uh, now they can watch. That's right. Two average-looking gentlemen. And it won't be called Collider's The Top Ten. It'll be The Top Ten. Brought to you by Collider, probably. Yeah. At least that's what I hope. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> don't. I don't. Pe- people wanted video. We found a good way to get video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we continue to do it once a month or whatnot. Yeah. But now it'll be recorded for us and edited for us and they'll do graphics. Yeah. Just like, a, you know what? We would have to pay some people, which isn't out of the no. wrong possibility. True. But now you got to line up with other people's schedules and just like there's a whole sub- staff yeah. built for that here. And – they're some of the nicest people you ever fucking meet. It's true. It's true. Very true. Is you know, this is real shit. That's real talk, motherfucker. <laughs> Breaking it down, son. Breaking it down. No, they are. They're genuine. They put a smile. Those two. That whole you know that corner. Whole production crew is cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when they took down the curtain the other day, it looked strange. Yeah. Everybody kept commenting on it, but I was like, even for me, who's rarely here, this does feel strange. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, let's jump into our, our list, Matt, the top 10 A24 films. Uh, is there anything else you want to go over or are you ready to go? Uh, no, just if you want to uh, join us on the video at uh, that week earlier, patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10 and it's $10 and above and you get a shout out and you get, you know, Topic Thunder and uh, et cetera, et cetera. All kinds of things. Yeah. So let's just jump into the show. Okay. Do you um, the way it works is once we set a topic, we go our personal ways and create individual top 10 lists. Show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one a piece. Once we have revealed our personal top 10 list, we create the shows between the two of us. Perfect. Boom. <laughs> Barely had any breath left. Yeah. Uh, so let's just jump right in. There's, okay. a lot to, there's a lot to choose from. There is. So when we put this on the docket, I went out of my way to try and watch a whole bunch of A24 films over mm-hmm. the past few weeks. 
And I've managed to succeed in seeing like six or seven. Ooh. Wow. Exactly. Right. Respect. There's a lot lot of great choices. There is. There's one that may make your list. It is not on mine. There is definitely one on yours that I, I just didn't have the, the time. time for. Fair enough. It's the one uh, that you just were gushing about. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a shame. It, it came down to literally I, I had about like an hour and 20 minutes. I knew I was going to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And there was a 90-minute of the two options. It was the last one I watched. And I was like, I'm taking the night because that one's two hours. Yeah. And I was like, I know I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. And I barely made it to 90 and it was good. And then I zonked right the hell out. Fair enough. Uh, so anyway, my 10 is Lock. Uh, that's my nine. Perfect cool. time. Yeah, yeah. Great film. It's – so th- this is me believing Tom Hardy can be this type of individual that can comp- compartmentalize and do a job like this that's so huge and whatnot and manage yeah. all these things. That's what killed me about Venom. In no way do I believe you're an investigative journalist. <laughs> yeah, no, there's nothing. Your portrayal to me is not yeah. investigative journalist. What, yeah. what is this choice? Yeah. Is it to get to what you feel Eddie Brock should be eventually? Okay, well, then maybe we change his backstory because this isn't fucking working. Yeah. Um, that's what sucked me out of this movie. And it's one of the few times I think of that Tom Hardy is an excellent, mm-hmm. at least to me. The movie was ridiculous. The movie's terrible. I, but I, people liked it. I've seen it now three times. Three times? Because there are certain moments where I'm like, that is a lot of fun. Wow. Well, but I fast forward and I get to the worst parts of the scenes I don't like. Oh, And okay. then I fast forward through all the bullshit and get to the, my favorite worst parts and be like, I can't believe this was the choice. Yeah. But him fighting the suit like when the dudes invade for the first time, that's pretty badass. Yeah. It is funny. It's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch of him as Venom and that dichotomy between the two yep. is pretty excellent. Agreed. But it's a follow, you know, surrounded by a ball of shit. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, and this is fun. I mean, like, you know, he's a guy who is like, his life is falling apart as he's trying to handle this other stuff in his business side of his life, and people are calling in and having conversations with him while he's fighting off a cold in the car at night driving. Well, it's all in one location. It's incredible film in that way. But he lit a fuse behind him. Yes, and is driving to another bomb. Yeah. And his world crumbles, but he manages it the best he possibly can. Right. And this does seem anomalous for who he is because the rest is he's a stand-up guy. Mm -hmm. He's worked hard for the company for a decade, although I think it's nine years because he corrects him on the phone a couple times. Right. Uh, And everything else, like he seems to be a good father. He seems to be a good husband. And he just had one stray night. And the discussions he has with his father because he is the way he is because his father was never there. He was more than likely off siring children across the country. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, just evading all because he left them. It's not like he changed his ways. Yeah, yeah, Went yeah. off and slept with some other woman. So he's going to be there for this, you know, what he keeps calling his fault. This is my fault. Yeah. It's the, towards the, the kid's the my fault. It's all my fault. Yeah, yeah. the situation is my fault. Yep, yep. No way is he shirking from that. Yeah, and he's he, – he totally puts it on. He totally admits to everything yes. and what he's doing and what's going on and um, all of it. And it's fascinating to watch the progression as it goes along and the way like people who call kind of put him through the coal, break him over the coals for the things that he's doing and how he's trying to figure it out and still stay. Yeah. That's what I loved about it. It's a very real examination of what this these calls might actually be. Uh, and it's not drum, drum, over dramatized for effect. Uh, it is what it is, and then how he reacts to it, and the progression of it as it goes along. I mean, look at the people in, who call him too. Uh, Olivia Coleman, who recently won the Oscar for the favorite, Ruth yep. Wilson. Oh, 
uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland uh, is one of those voices. Ben Daniels, for people who know who Ben Daniels is. Uh, so a lot of people, a uh, few people who call in. It's just great to hear the back and forth. And it's almost, and this is an interesting thing that's unique to British television or British films. Like, you, I don't think you'd ever see something like this in American version. Um, oh, baloney. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Trapped with Ryan Reynolds. People calling Ryan Reynolds while he's in the coffin? He's trying to use the phone the whole time. He gets through every once and again. To have like, the conversation with him? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, that's the whole. So you're just looking at him the whole time. Yeah, that's the what immediately sparked to mind, and I was like, "Oh, this is basically that in a car." Okay, okay. Because I've rarely seen films like this. I've never no, seen Trapped. I've never seen Trapped. It's so. really rare. Trapped is actually pretty damn good. Okay. Um, because I just saw Criminal on Netflix, and that is essentially all set in an interrogation room. Criminal. Which one's Criminal? It's a, a three. Uh, they just dropped it on Netflix a couple of weeks ago. It's a three episode thing. And it's these these detectives in Britain. Oh, is it the one where there's one in Britain, there's one in France, there's one in Yes, Mid? yes. But the three episodes each. Yeah. And Tom, whatever his name, I mean, uh, oh, I can't remember the name right now. Uh, he's in, David Tennant, he's in the first one. Uh, Haley Atwell's in the second one. And then uh, different actors in the third one. So it's all, each episode's one different case, mm-hmm. but it's all stuck inside the interrogation room. Okay, that's and, interesting. Yeah, and all the detectives are the only things that carry over from episode to episode. So it's a different couple that interrogate the uh, uh, suspects in a different combination in every episode. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm intrigued. It, now it, I'm willing to watch. It's fascinating. But, uh, Matt, it's essentially three one acts. It's fantastic. Yeah. But see, you know, it's kind of like sitting in an audition room where if you've ever been asked to, hey, we've been low on dudes all day and I've got like five girls out there. Can you read with four yeah, straight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only done that a couple times because it's it pretty happen. rare. It does happen. Yeah. Usually later in the day. But you do – I did one where I think we were in there for like – Six? Six different women? Yeah. You read with It was six. a lot. Whew. And ran it over and over and over again. So by the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, like I can judge. Yeah. I've got enough of I've been in this room. There's one girl that crushed it. I think she probably got the, the call back, maybe another one. But the one girl that crushed it, I was like, you're good like for this role. Yeah. I've seen it enough times where, yeah, I, I buy you in this. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, who knows? I, I didn't get it. I've always heard on that um, – once they see you more times, they can see the flaws of what they don't like more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that's true. I mean, I've only not I think it is true. That's it could be, but now I know stay. it better, and I'm reacting with her. So mm-hmm. perhaps, but I never took acting class, so I yeah. I got to that muscle later. Like I figured that out along the way of like I'm trying to right create something with this person. You're a natural actor, man. Uh, sometimes, sometimes you know I'm terrible. Instinctual actor. I did one where I'd already booked a bunch. And the dude – so at this – I didn't like this casting place. It was over uh, Santa Monica and Highland. OK. And there was that one that was in a strip, but you had to drive up off the street. It was near the concrete Oh, company. yes. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. So I was in there and I was doing one. Oh. That, it was a, a Christmas time commercial and Santa comes mm-hmm. in. We were at a car dealership and it was for like Hyundai or some shit yeah. like that or, can, or Toyota. And we were all waiting on him to say, and I had the second line, but he was taking so long and I was just tired and whatnot. And I, out of all of a sudden, I booked, I've been on TV, but it's just like, oh, I, my line, I just kind of got lost. Oh. Even though he hadn't said anything, I jumped my line, the look of disgust in the guy's face. And I was like, trust me, I feel way worse right now. I knew I shouldn't have do that or I shouldn't have done that as I'm doing it. But it, for some reason, just the nervousness of the moment <laughs> overtook me. What am I, what's going on here? It was weird. 
Yeah, those are those moments where you decide, should I blow the take on purpose so I save so that we can start over again and I save this guy or should I just barrel through it? Uh, and you have, to, you have to just decide on a case-by-case basis. I barreled through that one. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, anyway, Locke, uh, and also directed by the guy who did Eastern Promises, Stephen Knight. So that's a positive. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So pretty cool stuff there. He knows what he's doing with the camera, that guy. That guy. Um, he, also All did, right. he also did another one. I can't remember it right now. I know I went and looked up after I saw it, uh, some information about it, but that was, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. He wrote, wrote um, what I just mentioned. He wrote uh, Eastern Promises, right? Yeah, he wrote Eastern Promises. He didn't okay. direct it. Okay. But he also wrote Locke. So, um, yeah. yeah. I'm not and, taking any way, anything away from the guy. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> He's done well by himself. Yeah. I enjoy both of those movies thoroughly. So, What's your number nine? Number nine, uh, I don't think you've had a chance to see it yet. Midsummer. I have not, no. So go ahead and knock yourself out. Well, it made it over a bunch of other, I guess, more – I don't want to say normal, but something is more of a consistent pattern of what you're used to. A wide genre you know, of movies like they do. Yeah. Uh, but this one was not something I usually turn out for. And I heard it was good enough and it was just weird enough that, OK, it might spark – some sort of discussion within me, and it did. Yeah. And ultimately, it's like, what is all this a metaphor or a for, and what are we actually talking about here? And mm-hmm. what does this represent to her? Is it, you know, the emotional aspect of it, but it's also the emotional and the projection, or, or like relieving herself of her past type of thing mm-hmm. and moving forward? And it left me with so many questions, unlike others where I just like, wow, that was really good. Yeah. But I don't ponder over it afterwards. I don't know how many times I'm ever going to go back and see Midsummer, though. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's going to stick with me, so it doesn't matter. It's not. It's like a Requiem, but not a Requiem. You Both know? of his films kind of do that, don't they? With uh, What was the other? Her- Hereditary. I had that somewhat spoiled for me, so I still haven't seen it. Oh, okay. I kind of want to like let it keep going and going yeah, and going yeah, yeah, and eventually watch it, it anew. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that on your list? No. Okay. I thought it might be. Everybody, yeah. everybody loved it. It was just like I found out about the big twist yeah. long before, and then I could never get sucked in. When the twist happened, I was like, oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So I'm just one of those people. I think the choice is very divisive for the people who watch the movie. Either you're in or you're out afterwards. So for me, and I'm, most of the times I'm in on a twist, but this one just because it just wasn't for me. So yeah, so long as it feels honest. Yeah. Even yeah. it doesn't matter how weird it is. Yeah. I didn't like, fault the film for having this. Like I get the point of making the twist. Just for me, the twist didn't work. Um. Yeah. So it's a full on pews in this one. It's apparently influenced by Wicker Man, the old school 70s Without uh, a doubt. horror film. Exactly. Uh, and- I'm excited to see it, Matt. I, I haven't had time yet to go see it, but I want to see it because – and apparently there's a director's cut that they released, an extended edition one they released last a uh, couple weeks ago out in really? the theater. Yeah, that adds another 15 minutes or something like that to the That's movie. That's what that movie needed. It needed 15 more minutes. <laughs> this is from a, coming from a guy who enjoyed it, thought the length already I was fine with. But at no point did I go, you know what needs more explanation here? They do do some interesting Give story. Me 15 more minutes. Storytelling devices. They walk past this banner at one point. I'm not ruining yeah. anything because it happens so quickly and it forecasts everything that happens thereafter. But mm-hmm. you have to look for the subtle. So I was remembering back. I was like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But I know reading afterwards, they did it left and right. Yeah. So I only caught. All right. They're right. doing it all the time. Yeah. Fair point. Uh, all right. What's your number eight? My eight? Yeah. Is the disaster artist. <laughs> oh, that's a punt. Is it? Yeah. What do you got? Uh, ten is the most violent year. Couldn't do it. Really? I I should love everything about that movie. Yeah? 
And it's I, your I, boy, Matt, uh, uh, Oski. Yeah, we go way back, <laughs> way back. You think you can call another grown man Oski and not get punched in the face? It's tough, man. You got to build that shit up in childhood. I I like this movie a lot. I mean, it's uh, you know Oscar Isaac. I think Jessica Chastain. I think is in it this is. thing. That are their husband and oh, they're, yeah, their husband and wife. Yes, and what they're dealing with in the city and what they're having to go through. And I I just like the acting. I like the, it's quality. Yeah, I like the through and through the gritty urban feel of it. I think people didn't for whatever reason it didn't catch people's eye or attention that year because it came out late in the year to po- for possible consideration for well, Oscars. That, that's why I saw it. I was yeah. like, oh, this probably has no shot of winning, yeah. but it's going to be one of the better ones of the year. Right. Just on the outside looking in. I, I I wanted to, but I just walked out going, I don't know, a most violent year, and yes, I guess, and yeah. I, it just left me wanting. Okay, okay, okay. I walked in, and I guess with different expectations. I wasn't expecting heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was expecting some some sort of, I don't know. Well, like higher I mean, stakes. I, I guess. think for me, it was this idea of a, he's an immigrant, and he's fighting for his family, and all the shit's going down. Uh, in New York, and uh, to me, that uh, kind of appealed, you know, because of my dad, you know, and all. Yeah, that without kind of a stuff. doubt, it, it just it closer just, to home. Yeah, exactly. Hit closer to home, so I felt a little more affinity for. It. Plus, it's Oscar Isaac, who I love when he gets to occasionally embrace his Latino roots, um, and and do what he needed to yeah, do here. He's, look, he was good in the movie. Of course, he was, yeah. he's Oscar, Oski, Oski. Some might say, and and Miss Chastain was. Just as fantastic. Ooh, Ms. Justin. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, if you're nasty. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, I'm. The thing is, I can't point to one specific thing and go, there's the flaw that drives me nuts, or there's, it was just. Yeah. I thought it was going to hit different heights for different aspects, and, okay. you know, yeah, I haven't okay. seen it since. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, let's see here. Where are we going? What was that? Number nine. It was locked. Done. Number eight is the lobster. Maybe I need to see it again. I liked it a lot coming out, and then as time has gone on, I'm like, was it the charm of the moment? Really? Yeah. I've seen it three times. I think at least, if not four. There's something really unsettling about the film that I enjoy, mixed in with the clumsy. Humor that is horrific. It's oh, it's brutal. It's horrific, clumsy humor. Yeah, brutal humor, born of desperation, and you are thrust into a world that you could totally see existing mm-hmm. in humanity. Yeah. I, I mean, this idea of them turning, <laughs> it, yeah, of course. But like the idea of what people would do if that situation existed in the world. Oh, yeah. How they would react to it. If we're going to yeah, conclude that this could be reality. Yeah. Well, this seems – I'm sure there's all kinds of different coping mechanisms for this. Yeah, but also the way everything is separate. I mean it's, it's such an allegory to what's going on in our world today, right? If you are on one side of the political fence but you – like have a different point of view from the group think you're excommunicated you're you're not part of it you're dangerous to us we have to get rid of you god forbid you could allow for multiple points of view on a particular issue and so that's what you see in lobster to me is you these people are like okay this is the way it's supposed to be done if you don't follow the exact rules of this we're going to cut your fucking eyes out or we're going to do this or that to you if you fall and then you go to the rebellious side who's against this supposedly strict society and then the rebellious side said you can't fall in love with anybody or else we're going to fucking cut your eyes out. So it's to me I think it was such a brilliant 
take on all these groups that are supposedly so good and so pure and their cause is so right that once you get into the inner machinations, it's all about ego. I have never been in any group that is never eventually about ego. Never. Because humans are essentially about ego. The desire to lead is driven from ego. The desire to be seen is driven from ego. The desire to post edicts and say how things should be is driven by ego, in my opinion. I can't fault you on that worldview. <laughs> I mean, it's valid. It's true. Find me an apathetic leader of a team to a championship. That's not possible. No, but I think there are other motivating factors within a group beyond that because there's some people that are just altruistic. Perhaps it's the ego of being told, that, hey, thanks for doing that nice thing. But I don't know if I would derive that because they, they feel egoless. Supposedly. Until you violate See, – until you go against their – Point of view. How there's a difference between ego and a sense of morality or, or what you feel are innate rights. Okay. Because uh, ego is projection of your worldview onto others. If you're passive and then the world violates yours, well, then fuck off. I wasn't doing anything to you. Right. So I don't think that's ego. No, I don't think so either. But now the person that says, no, it's got to be this way. That's what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, that's you telling others. And, right. You know. Put your dick in your pants. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to see it. That's what I'm over here right. saying. I mean, how many of these hippies are, you know, these supposedly liberals that when you get involved with them and you don't 100% believe, you're not a quote unquote ally of their, of every single one of their causes, don't flip out on you yeah, or threaten you or do whatever. Like, I see it happen all the time. Not all the time, but I've seen it happen and I just am shocked. I'm like, well, wait, aren't you supposed claiming that the other side is the restrictive side that is supposed to be like taking away your freedoms. Well, if I don't have the freedom to not have to be your ally on every cause that I am in, you're in essence doing the same exact goddamn thing. Yes. Yeah. That's what I felt about lobster. That's what I liked about lobster. It was like no political point of view, no political party is, is uh, without uh, 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 issues. No movement is without issues. No organization is without issues. We see it all the time. And it's, I love that it exposed that and was unashamed in that way. See, I had no emotional resonance like that with this movie. <laughs> You know what my favorite parts are? What's that? Is it the flirtation and the building of their love? Oh, yeah. I think man. that is pitch perfect, fan fucking tastic. Yeah. It's all the extraneous stuff of, I would rather have that story just exist in a world where this is true. And yeah. I don't need to see the backroom dealings and all that of why it is. Yeah. Right. I'd rather just see two people exist in it as opposed to the forces that are exerting upon yeah. them. Yeah. It's a different movie. Well, and I also like that ending where you don't know, what's, you don't know what happened. She goes in the bathroom and you don't know what happens. Very A24. Yeah, very true. Very true. Colin Farrell's fantastic. Olivia Coleman's fantastic. John C. Yeah. Riley is painfully fantastic. Uh, and, of course, Rachel Weisz is incredible, as she always is in, in the movie. And I can't remember the woman who plays the – who gets involved with John C. Riley. I can't remember who plays the woman, but she is brutal. Oh. Brutal. Yeah, I can't remember who that is. I'd have to look it up. That is strength of spirit. Uh, all right. What's your number? Your eight? Yeah. What's your number seven? Seven is good time. Wait, which one's good time? The Pattinson. Oh, I am. Yeah. All right. Cool. I, it's not on my list. Go ahead. Not, have you no. seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, he's really engaging and and good in it. Mm -hmm. And that is what like the indelible part of the movie is just kind of him. Yeah. Uh, do you want to see it? Uh, keep no, I do, but keep going. It's no big deal. It's not. I'm, I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna have it ruined for me. I'm so still gonna the, see it. The story is, uh, he's got a brother, a younger brother, who has some sort of learning disability. Okay, but he's 
He's almost what you call like uh, back in the, it was like the 1940s. Like he's a galoot. Oh, he's a, he's a you know he's slow, but he's a blunt force object on some level. Is he like George from Up Mice and Men? Kind of, but scale it back. Okay. Uh, but of that, where okay. Okay. things can be explained to him and whatnot, but it takes him a while to process. Right. Um, so they uh, rob a bank, and his brother gets caught. Uh, okay. Patton's his brother, so it's just him trying to spring him out. He has uh, money left over from the bank robbery, so he uses some of that on the bail, and the rest of the night it's just him trying to get the rest of the bail money oh, okay. by morning so he can get his brother out. And him constantly, frantically, like, you know, like a fucking rat on a sinking ship, just lashing out. And, but honestly, the, the interesting thing about it is all his moves are well thought out, but it doesn't look orchestrated type yeah, of thing. Yeah. So he's just assessing problems as they arise on this fucking fucked up night and calculating this seems like the best option I've got right now. Mm-hmm. Even at one point, uh, one part of the plot where he makes a decision, they're in a car for anybody listening, you know what I'm talking about. And he makes a decision. And you're like, I hadn't even thought about that. And that was a great piece of storytelling, at least for me. Yeah. It's like, oh, OK, that's, you know, him putting two and two together faster than I did. Yeah. Uh, I can see where you see something like this and be like, he could pull off Batman. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's what everybody told me. Look, if you don't think he can do Batman, watch something like this. And there's the other one from A24 where he's up in space that I didn't watch. Yeah. I, I still kind of want to. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, yeah. What is that one called? Uh, it's like him and he's got a daughter or something. And yeah. they're on a deep space it, station. Oh, yeah. That's right. Left behind? Uh, no, no, no. It's a high, high life? something? High energy? High life? High life? High life. High life. Yeah. Yeah, right. With uh, Directed by Claire Denis. Yeah, right. Uh, him and Juliet Binoche is are in that movie, right? Andre Three Thousands in that movie. Yikes. Uh, anyway, yeah. So you enjoy the good. You know, a lot of people talk about for it. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nothing against anybody else, but he is the entire reason that you're tuning in. And much like Locke, he dominates the screen. Right. Every shot. Yeah. It's always on him in some capacity. All right. Uh, What's not your six? Like Locke, though, but right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As I get a sip of water, and you could see that sip of water on video <laughs> coming November fifth. That's what you, you know. You're tuning well, not, in for that. Not that particular sip of water, but maybe. If you I'm just saying, sips like that, and you could see me earlier when I was uh, slow to talk. I had just taken a bite of a Cliff Bar because this is that and a handful of cashews are all, all I've had since breakfast. <laughs> uh, my number six is another one. You, I don't know if you've seen it yet. First Reformed. Because I know no, you had in the last time I we talked about no, it. No, no, no. I don't. I, you know, I don't know if I'll ever see it. Really? Yeah, I mean, the thing with Ethan Hawke and the Logan thing really turned me off about him. I already thought it was a pretentious guy from the Dude, 90s. Get over your shit. No, I'm just telling really? you. Hold I got a right to not. Hold on. All right. Here your we... introduction to him is one, in one of the more pretentious coming no, of age movies no. in Dead Poet Society. Uh, right. That's not pretentious, that film. Come on. Uh, wasp culture, it's got a little bit of pretension to it. No. Just built in with that. These it does. Are, the, the, these are young kids who are figuring out how not, to speak. Not saying it's a bad movie. Their truth to win. And most people love it. Yeah. I think it's just good now. Okay. Yeah, no, I agreed. It's good now. Yeah, it's good. It's not great. I liked it more when I was younger. Sure. But now when I go back to rewatch it, which I have, mm-hmm. just like, well, I like the Robin Williams parts a lot. The yeah. poetry in the cave still does – it resonates even less for me and like the – whatever. What about the yop? Do you still like the yop? The yop? Which one was the, the yop? yop? Remember he says, got to let you your inner yop. Yop. I do not remember that. I mean I remember the scene you're talking about now, but yes. I don't remember what it was called yop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when they suddenly got into jazz and <laughs> – 
Yeah, lampshades on their heads and that's cute, man. It is, but Did it's you like a, being that age, it's like an homage to the era on some level. Yeah, this is sure. the kind of shenanigans we got into. I mean, if, you know, if that's the badasses of your day, then thankfully, <laughs> thankfully there wasn't a war. In no way did I say those guys were badasses. Hey, you know, they were portrayed, I think, on some level as all the cool kids. Ah, I never felt that way. I felt quite the opposite, that they were the uncool kids because no, they no, no, weren't. No. They are the cool kids in that. Do you think so? Yes. In think about think, There's like eight of them in that class, and it's right. a class of 18 kids, so they dominate, so... One dude is the best student in the class. Mm -hmm. They're all there for the, you know, the, uh, uh, shit, why am I blanking on his name? Well, Robert Sean Leonard? Oh, Robin Williams? No, 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 no. Uh, The the kid that kills himself. Robert Sean Leonard. Oh, that is right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Never would have pulled that in a billion years. In a billion years. That's always in there. Guy had a run. He did. He did. And he got on house. He did. Set himself up. Well, thankfully. Yeah. It's, it's like Cameron eventually getting Second City or uh, uh, Spin City. Cameron Rock, you mean? No, no, Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Literally, his name is Cameron Rock. Okay, once again, <laughs> I know that after you say it, and I should know that because I'm watching. Uh, uh, it's fucking God, man. My brain is literally. Matt Nose has retired from the Schmodown for real. <laughs> it's like the the clutch is disengaging on the drive, and I'm just like going back and forth as it reengages and disengages, and she's like. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, man. I feel like I'm fighting this car to get it to where it's going. It won't listen. The engine won't listen. So in high school, uh, a few of my friends had sticks. Yeah, yeah. And one of them them intentionally beat his car up so much that it had to be replaced in like 17 months. The clutch? (laughs) The car, the entire car. Oh, Jesus. Oh, because he would do... So many terrible things were, but they were so much fun. That one was, he's like, hey, Matt, natural brakes. And he would downshift immediately. Oh, shit. And the car does that. It just jerks back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. So if you just let your body go completely limp and the seatbelt catches it, you're just flopping back. It was the weirdest experience. <laughs> when you're 16, 17 years old, uh, he, he found these oh uh, undulating driveways. Interesting. And he could drive over one side, so then just right. one half of the car hop, just destroyed the car. But the dudes wearing lampshades on their heads at 16, 17 are a problem to you. Doesn't that seem more akin to something, the bullshit that you get up to, as opposed to spouting poetry and putting a lampshade on no, your head? No, that's the bullshit you get up to, because you're not naturally a sensitive, artistic guy. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> A guy, a guy who's acted and uh, performs comedy. Yeah, but your comedy is also... I, I've been in bands. You've been in bands? Yes. I've okay. played numerous instruments throughout my life. All right. All I, right. I do a lot of artistic things. All right. Woodworking one night, you could say, is a form of artistry. All right. I do that. You have dry, sarcastic wit. That's what I'm getting I, at. Just saying, I have a lot of interests that I do. I'm sure. I'm not saying... No one's... I don't know why you take it as a negative. Oh, because you presented it as a negative. Well, no, I, I mean that you're not this. It doesn't mean you're negative to not be this. I didn't present it as a negative. You took it as a negative. I'm just saying. Oh. I'm glad there wasn't a war going on that these guys were eligible to be drafted into. That's, because there was. If it, they had. Because wasn't it, what's it said, in the 50s? It's It's got to be post-World War II. I would say the 50s. Yeah. Early well, 50s. Korea's happening, man. That's what I'm just saying. <sighs> yeah, but they're 16, 17. They're going to get nice. into the best schools. They're never going to get drafted, That's even true. if it is going to happen. That's true. Um, they're not worried about that. Yeah, what year is it? it? doesn't say what year it's set. Oh, well. Anyway, yeah. It's got to be early 50s. Right? You would think. Just the, the attitudes, the the stern father type of thing. So of, the, you're saying that these are the guys that end up like running the world. 
1959 is when it's set. Okay, so late 50s. Well, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. Still, the 60s weren't exactly what we envisioned of the 60s mm. until the later part of the 60s. Right. The Vietnam is not till halfway Yeah, and Kennedy the 60s. is still a few K- years away. Kennedy's just about to be elected because it's 1959. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Uh, so it's not. You're yeah. not quite there. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's still you know, Eisenhower, and you're still living the, through the bask of glory of World War II. True. Very true. Yeah, we rode. On that, we did well for ourselves yeah. with that. We yeah. became the world superpower afterwards. Well, don't brag. Don't brag. Well, honestly, it's because we got all the money. Mm. They went into war and took out loans from us. So the center of the financial world went from London to us by the time we got into the war. And it didn't matter yep. at that point. We just had all the money. It's true. Uh, now China does. Now we're – We're still – all right. As, so. as current trajectories go, yes, they will supplant us, and there's nothing we can do about there's it. There's really nothing. Uh-uh. They just got raw numbers, man. Yeah, man. And as they build their fucking totalitarian state up, they dictate what people can and can't do. I will tell you this much, Daryl Moore, you get the fuck <laughs> out of the fucking South Pacific. Yeah. Just go. Well, Silver said it. Silver said it. Well, did you see there were two different statements? One in Chinese and one in English, mm-hmm. and they translated the Chinese. It was a little harsher than the uh, English version, is uh, what I've heard on purpose. I, I have imagine. not read that transcript. Yeah, that's sports talk for all you not sports but, fans. Uh, uh, all right, that was your number what seven six six first row. So first reform. Okay. Uh, you're never going to see it. No, go go. I don't care. You should see it. Strip away the pretension Maybe. that you have for Ethan Hawke. Is he pretentious in the movie? No, he's okay. anything but. Okay, I mean he is. A priest, so there is a bit of pretension within a priest because they're dictating morals. Right. But he's not that type of priest. Okay. Uh, it's the kind of priest you would hope you got type of thing. Right. More reflective. Well, at least, at least he's more um, more monkish in that he's willing to accept new information and not just be dogmatic of it is always black and white. Oh, yeah. Okay. So life is a more fluid dynamic than that. Okay. Um, doesn't Fair. violate their morality, but they're willing to see. There's a lot of shades within this picture, as mm-hmm. opposed to I'm sorry, it violates. Boom, no. And you're like, that's not how the world works. <laughs> it's just not. I'm sorry, guy. I mean, you know, <laughs> just it's, it's just not. Fair enough. Okay, so that's your number. That was your six. You should see it though. Please see it. Okay, I'll see it. Because uh, right, I want to get your your beats on the end of it. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, that was my six. What you got? Uh, seven is a uh, room. Wow, that's a punt, really? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't appeal to me the way it does to other people. I don't know why. Hey, you don't like good movies, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Six is eighth grade. That's a punt, too. Okay. All right. What's your five? Interesting. Uh, Five is A Prayer Before Dawn. Oh, I never saw that. What is that? So that is, that's one of the movies I watched for this because it just seemed so interesting. Please take me on the road to this one. You ever heard, uh, or you ever seen Midnight Express? Of course. The Brad Davis one. It's fantastic. But the prison going to prison. Yeah, Turkish prison. yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it. I've, I've rough, heard about it, but rough I've rough movie. Exactly. So think that. So the guy, he's a English kid, is based on a true story. Um, oh shit, is this the boxing one? Yeah, he's a boxer and he goes to prison. It's super fascinating. Just in that there's oh. so like there are moments where you don't need to know what they're talking about because you can just understand it is such a primal movie. Okay. Uh I am taking a most violent year off. Okay. And I am putting that on. At six, and this is your five? Yeah, it's my five. Dude, I saw this on the plane ride to London. 
from here when we went earlier this year for our live top ten show. Okay, that fucking film was incredible. Dude. I thought it was called something else, so my fault for when I looked at it on the list of A twenty four movies, Did that it didn't occur mind. to me that it was this one. This one was, and it's Dude, you, it's you Joe pulled Cole. out like five deep on casting so far, so I don't think anybody's <laughs> questioning your memory here. You're fine. Yeah, they can question old man Matt here who's sputtering. <laughs> You're good to go. I'm just saying, Joe Cole from Peaky Blinders is in this. Yes, and he is. Incredible, and the story is unsettling as hell. And it doesn't, it's not a film that's going to cater to you. You're going to have to work hard oh, no, it's uncomfortable. to watch this film. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. His first night in the cell block, because they all sleep in an open sleep. I don't oh. want to say, I want to ruin it for people to just like, wow, there's a, there's a nice form of hell. Yeah, no shit. And it, it's a different version of prison, and yet still the same prison. Yeah. And the, the lady boy, as they. Call her. That's a good way to say it. Sure. No, it's here come the lady boys. Yep. Is I believe the line they say as they're walking up. Are they in a Thai prison? I believe it's Thailand. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because I don't think it's the Philippines. It's be one of the two. I'm pretty sure it's Thai. Yeah. Because the writing at times to me more sparks of Arabic. Yeah. In its you know construction. Yeah. And Indian as well. Hmm. But he's this angry dude. He is. He's he's a drug addict. Drug as, yeah, drug addict. He's on either PCP or crystal meth. Yeah, one of the two. They call it the Yaga or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Yaga. Um, true story. True story. And so he's in a you know prison for three years. And eventually gets on the boxing team, and uh, man, it's just fucking brutal. Yeah, it's great though. Yeah, uh, it's an incredible redemption story. But what he, it, but literally, it's going into the nine. Circles or whatever of Dante's Inferno, like all those circles, he goes right into all those circles of hell, um, and self-inflicted uh, for a majority of the movie. Um, Without a, he's purely self-destructive. He is phenomenally so, and he, it he eventually figures it out, but he has to age into figuring it out. He has to age into his wisdom because of the experience. He's he's because of his anger that is just. Sitting on the edge of everything, yeah. He you gotta harness that. that as opposed to letting it unleash itself. Yeah, he has that relationship uh, with that uh, uh, lady boy. The lady boy, right? That that goes through the I, kind of. I don't think we should feel bad. I believe that's yeah. how they refer to her character so. within it. Yeah, I think you're right. It's so believable. Yeah, man. Because like human beings just adapt to the situations that they're in, right? And so this is a situation. He's looking for comfort, some kind of guidance. He seduces her to a degree, or him to a degree. And this kind of like uses that situation. Yeah, I don't know what the pronoun is. Yeah, they. Fine, you can say they. I think that's the new okay. one. I would assume her. Okay, all right. Just, um, but either way, like eventually he figures it out, and you find out later what he becomes and what he symbolizes later on in real life. You know, for him. But like, the film is incredibly brutal and does not take its foot off the broken glass and barbed wire of uh, that this guy is rolling around in. Uh, both uh, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? I mean, it's... But the, the nice thing is the moments of joy Yeah, without it are really, yeah. really quality. You know who talked me into this one was uh, 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 Snyder. I'm not surprised. He said he, he got it as a link uh, to review. And he told me, he's like, dude, when this comes out in the theaters, you need to go see it. And I did not because I love these kinds of movies, especially when True. they're sports related. Uh, and then I watched it on the plane ride, like I said, and I and I was like, man, this is fucking incredible. Is that with your downloaded music videos? <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, you. it's, it's always a balance, man. 
Well, Wi-Fi on a plane. That's I don't believe in it. I never pay for it. No, never. But yeah, it doesn't make international sense flight. Though. They've got you know in-flight movies. They do, and a lot. Yeah. Oh the my God, do they have a lot? Flight to and from yeah. uh, London. It's essentially Netflix on the on the plane because there's so many mm-hmm. movies and TV shows, yes. and you can cycle through and yep. find all kinds of different stuff. A lot of sports documentaries that haven't even made it to the states yet. That was my. That's basically what I watched from London to back to California because I think it's a longer flight, and so there was mm-hmm. more to watch. So I was just I just I just watched all their soccer documentaries. I was just like engrossed. Uh, I even watched Victory again with that 1981 film with Stallone and Kane. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. But this is this is an incredible film, man. Good call on this. I, I can't believe I, I didn't put it on my list initially. Um, all right, that was your five. That was my five. What do you uh, got? Uh, Slow West is my five. I wanted to put it on. Yeah, I really did. It was flirting with me with uh, the Midsummer Lock mm. that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted I wanted more of the film. That's my. It's not a long film, that's for sure. And it's one of those you watch it and you're like, see, this is part of Ben Mendelsohn's rise. And for some mm-hmm. for some damned reason, mm-hmm. uh, it is not for Fassbender because he was already established with right. X Men. Absolutely. So to him, it's like it underperformed Mendelsohn. It's like it's another quality project that you were in mm-hmm. making your bones. Yeah. And it's a damn good movie. Yeah. I just – I could have used 20, 25. I'd like to hang with you know Rose and her dad maybe a little more. Yeah, it's only an hour and 24-minute movie. Yeah. But I, I just enjoyed um, the pace of it. Of course, I'm a Westerns guy. So me too. I, I, some, yeah. It's what sucked me into watching originally. Yeah, yeah. And you see this, this kid who has this idea in his head that he's going to marry this girl. And, like an idiot. Like an idiot, right? Like, like you do like as a, a young kid, mm-hmm. right? You, you create these things in your head. Uh, it's played by Cody Smith McPhee. He ends up uh, uh, going after the young girl and her dad, who is uh, the hound from Game of Thrones, Rory McCann. Um, and they go off into this place uh, and get chased down uh, by Ben Mendelsohn and his dirty crew. Uh, the kid runs into Fassbender. They kind of figure out that they've got some kind of partnership going on here, and then it ends oh, into a big old Fassbender runs into him. Yeah, fair enough. Fassbender. Because he figures out exactly where this kid is going. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's true, and it becomes a big thing at a big fight at the end, a big gun battle at the end, which is fantastic. Wow, I love. So my two favorite things were a honestly, I liked where it landed. Mm-hmm. I like the ending. Yeah, me too. Just because it, yeah, you know, it wasn't a happy ending. No, I thought it was great, but makes sense for the characters that ended up there. A thousand percent agree. Once you know, you realize what is what, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, but right before that, so one dude is shot, and they're firing into that cabin. Yeah. And it keep they hit apples, and they hit something else, and they hit like the butter churn that she yeah. a couple times. And they hit <laughs> right. whatever. I don't know the specific. I know the apples was one. But as he's laying there shot, they hit salt, and it's right when another scene happens, and then salt falls into his wound. And I was like, that's so great. So great. You've built up all these other things, and then they just – you see a little jar. It says salt right above, and boom, hits, cut to, boom. It is – literally, he's watching salt in his wound right now. <laughs> he's wishing he was dead and yeah. at the same time now realizing he you – know, oh, man. Dad, I was like, that's great. I just wish there was more meat in the middle. That's all I wanted from that movie. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and for those of you who don't know who Cody Smith McPhee, he's Nightcrawler in the X Men movies, uh, the most recent ones that are now 
kaput. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. We'll be absolved from canon. Yeah, well, they're going to remove all those actors too. So you know, um, but I just like I, I guess I have a, a, a soft spot for westerns that are from different countries and that have a different approach to the West, right? And mm-hmm. like with Proposition, the Proposition is an incredible Western. Which one is that? Uh, is that the Australian one? Yeah, the Australian Guy Pierce and Brendan Gleeson yeah. and Emily Watson and uh, Nick Cave is in it and also does the score for the movie. Mm-hmm. So Nice twofer. Uh, yeah. Well, And then Salvation. If you haven't seen Salvation, that's on Netflix with uh, Mads Mikkelsen as this Dutch uh, guy in the West who's trying to oh, yeah. protect his family from these corrupt motherfuckers. And what he has to do when he has to go on revenge is like, oh, I love a Western revenge film. Nothing better. I it's, love revenge films and Westerns. Put them together. It's fuck. the best genre for it. Yeah. Fucking forget it. Uh, all right. What's your number four? Four is End of the Tour. Oh, I never saw that one. Surprisingly good. Jason Segel and uh, what's and his face? Eisenberg. Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Right. And uh, True story, too. Based on true story. It is. Um, about uh, the, the author of Infinite Jest. Yes. Uh, David Foster Wallace. Mm-hmm. And it's a dude who's an author, but he uh, Eisenberg plays an author, but he also, you know, he's a columnist, so to speak, at uh, Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. But he sees this guy that puts out, in his day, everybody considers a masterpiece. And that's rare. Mm-hmm. Where everybody agrees, this dude, within his field, is operating at a level we can all respect in the moment. No, that's, that is the quality of work, which right. is so rare. Yeah. Especially for, you know, it does happen for authors, but... For a piece of fiction like that, um, so is following the round as Eisenberg shows up to do an expose, not expose, an interview with him over the course of a book tour, mm-hmm. and it's just the two of them on the book tour, and it is just two guys mainly talking. Yeah, and it's an interesting exploration as to uh, into people's minds and how they view things. And is it just conversations? Is it like my dinner with Andre, that kind of thing? It, it, Eisenberg shows up at his house, yeah. and then they just they're there for a little while, and then they go to Minneapolis for the book tour, and then they go somewhere else, and then they come back, and it's just over that short span of time. But it's a true story. Okay. So, uh, so they're not going on like wild adventures. No, it's more just conversations just, as they go around. Two guys having an exploration, and there's interesting. a there's a dynamic. You know it going in because Eisenberg doesn't want to like the book and reads it in. Yeah. The only thing they do, and then you see him puppy dog, not really puppy dog, but a little bit once he meets him and whatnot. But he wants to hate it because of all the early reviews from other critics. Right, And he gets to – he's got the book. The book's a 1,000 pages. He's like 150, (laughs) 180 pages in. He just goes, shit. Right. Knowing that this thing is just – it sings. But the the interplay between the two of them is so strong. Yeah. So strong. Okay. It's It's a quality movie. Damn. It's like sideways without all the big, you know. So you recommend this one, huh? All yeah. Right. Fuck. Uh, that's right. a, like a lot of A24s, man. There's a whole a bunch oh, that I is. haven't seen. Yeah, yeah, me too. Even though I geared up for this. Yeah. The one that's coming up on your list probably very, very soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, that's your number four? That's my four. Then my four is the pun from earlier, The Disaster Artist. Okay. Yeah, I love this movie, man. Okay. I think it's really fun. Because I never saw the original. That I still haven't seen it. I've seen I've yeah. seen the six minute clip of this, yeah, and the forty five seconds of this, yeah. and the extended. Oh, you got to see all of this scene. Right, it's like twelve minutes or whatever the case is. I've seen all that, but I've never sat down. Yeah, I just I don't know if I'll if I'll ever do it. Me, either. to be honest with you, I think there was a time years ago where I would have totally gone, but now it's like, do I really need to waste my time doing this kind of shit? I'm like, nah, it's not really my jam. Um, but the film that it is that it that like that depicts this whole thing coming together. Is incredible. Franco is incredible. Dave Franco is fantastic. 
uh, uh, Alison Brie is really good in the film. Uh, Seth Rogen in the film. A number of people who are all over this thing. And the progression of this underdog story mm-hmm. of a guy you don't want to like is very strange. Uh, doesn't have a backstory that you can understand or no figure out. No one knows his backstory. Exactly. And so you're forced to deal with this guy, but he has this um, unrelenting belief that he is doing the right thing and that he's going to make it, no matter what. And everything is in service of that. And I think human beings, for the most part, because we're all naturally insecure, unsure people, get um, moved by someone who is so damn sure about what they're doing. Yeah. And they go along because they're like, well, he, seen, or he, she, he or she seems to know what the fuck she's doing. I'm going to get involved in that. No matter how much it may irritate me, there's the unrelenting belief that they're doing the right thing wins you over for some people. And that's certainly the case here. I, I've seen it in my life just as you have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's weird when it happens. Yeah, right. I've seen it a few times. And you're like, man, that sprung up out of nowhere. <laughs> and it just coalesced into a movement and yeah. it gained a lot of steam real quick. Yeah. It's almost like you can't you can't manufacture that. Right. Uh, other times it's like it's fully, but the orchestration of the plan was really good type yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, it does happen. Yeah. But yeah. It, especially when you got the money to fuel it. Well, that's the thing. Right, that that's part of it as well. Yeah, but you know, you you're seeing it through Franco's eyes, Dave Franco's eyes, uh, watching all of this happen. Um, and as much as you want to turn away or laugh or scoff or whatever, that scene at the end mm-hmm. when you know people are reacting to his movie and he's like hurt by it initially. Like, yeah, wow, like this is guy this for all his blunting belief, well, he can really be hurt. He's by this, of course, because he yeah. thinks. Because he made it, because he did all these other things, it's going to be good. Right. Look at what I've, you know, guy's delusional and somehow he's just had, for, through, for whatever reason, has all this money. Yeah. And managed to get enough people on board. Oh, you do that? What do you, like, uh, the the best is when they're charging him for the equipment to me. <laughs> just like, should we tell him? It's like, no, nah, this guy's, I, you know, I think we're just, it almost seems like the, maybe they felt that they were going to get like a day or two, yeah. three days out of it, and it just ended up being a huge shoot, but it's just like, I don't know, the guy's just throwing money around, doesn't know what the hell he needs. He's got it. Yeah, he's got, no, <laughs> hey, yeah, and he can be the DP, and boom, we got you a job. <laughs> uh, but I love that he's coming around, and it's now, of course it was a comedy. Right. You're like, oh, okay. okay. Oh, okay. Really, it was only presented to me one way for the longest time. <laughs> I still haven't seen, I don't think, Plan 9. Oh, uh, the uh, Ed Wood one. Yeah. Yeah, well, why would you, man? It's a terrible one. That one, I think, is deserving of because we know, we know through the clips. And, yeah. And uh, this, it's been memefied and, right. you know, that one to me is still like, I get the beats of what it is. How bad could it really be? That one's still in play for you. Maybe. Okay. Right. Maybe. If we ever bring back Thunderdome, maybe. <sighs> no. No. Maybe that'll happen. Well, now that we have it on video, we can make like a viewing party type of thing. And then we have picture in picture, and we just do it one day. I got to be paid a lot of money for that. I haven't seen that thing again. All right. Uh, what's your number three? Well, depends on, uh, you know. <laughs> my my number three is the punt from earlier, eighth grade. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Just A for directorial debut from Bo Burnham. But B, totally. even though the I couldn't identify with a lot of things that this young woman went through. Yeah, sure. There were other things that were so resonantly true mm-hmm. that 
man, at the end when she stands up for herself, you're like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I'm rooting for because that's part of who we all were. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that confidence is just lying to yourself and to everybody around you until you figure out how the hell to do exactly what you need to do. Yeah. Um, that takes a while to learn. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. And everyone's got their own path to get there. Exactly. So people never reach it. True. And others get there really quick. Yeah. Um, but just over and over and over again, and like the, the friendship she sparks with, you know, she views herself as kind of weird. Yeah. Even though she's not. She's a normal girl. Mm-hmm. But with what she assumes is another weird guy, but they have like a genuine friendship between yeah. the two of them. I, I like you for your eccentricities and you me. So let's be friends. Uh, I've moved so many times that friendships spark up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I can go through different iterations of places I lived and be like, oh, that time it was because of this. Like I got a buddy to this day because of a Dave Chappelle joke I told in eighth grade. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. But it's just like we were started talking. I love Chappelle so much. Right, right. And it was just like, boom. And I read off. It's like, oh, you don't know Dave Chappelle? Like here's some of his best bits. Um, you ever heard his Popeye spinach bit? Possibly. Okay. Is this from the For What It's Worth or a different? Uh, this is, I can't remember. Okay. I mean, it's What's the bit? What's the bit? The bit is in essence like – the kids were picking on him at school and whatnot, so he started eating spinach and all that. And then the kid steps up to him and he's like, I've been eating, you know, spinach. He's got a can of spinach or whatnot. It's like, Popeye. He's like, yeah, but you ain't got no can opener. And that's the <laughs> ultimate punch. It's like, yeah, you might be like, I might buy into this if that was open type of thing. But a slightly older kid or maybe just a bigger kid got to do his bullshit. Uh, that's funny. Well, yeah, I mean, just it's just random. Yeah. So to see that, just like, Yeah. Sometimes they spark over the dumbest of things. Yeah, 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 definitely. Just how you knew, hey, we kind of like at least one thing the same. I'm willing to give this a try. What about you? Huh? Let's do this. <laughs> I do that less and less as an adult. We have less time. Yeah, and it takes energy. It and, does. Uh, you know. I know. That's been the weirdest thing for me, man. Is like I, as much as, as outgoing and as much as I enjoy talking to people, um, all I want to do is get home. Because I enjoy hanging out with my girlfriend so much. And it's like, I don't even get bored with it. So it's affecting my friendships and my relationships because I'm not spending anywhere near the time. Of course not. And so it's very strange to me because I never thought that would be the situation because I always like spent time uh, with my friends. No matter who I was dating, I always spent time with them. But with Lindley, I don't want to necessarily because I'm enjoying – my time with her. And I'm never – it's not never bored. We're always having, we're always having fun conversations, interesting conversations. It's never bored, you know, and that's I think, fascinating. I think you and future generations of Rokas can look back <laughs> and know that it was roughly around this time that you finally uh, left all childish things behind. <laughs> you know? You can still have all the comic books and all that, but you became a man. Oh, that's very – none of that's in the house. So that's very true. Well, I'm just saying, but as the – Making a choice of of one over the many. Oh yeah, because yeah. you're you're replacing you're replacing all that collective love mm-hmm. with the love of one individual. And right. that's more than sufficient. Yes, it is for me. Yeah, I used to be the same way. Just yeah. like I'm out all the time, and I go to this, and there's a barbecue, and I'm over here. Yeah, let's go see a movie. Let's go do this. I used to be okay being with three social events in a day, and now I'm like one. I can't do. That. I only I would only do that every once and again. I'd rather yeah. just go somewhere and be somewhere and hang out. Oh, yeah, and just plant. Yeah. Every, everyone's going to take one of those of, that's not that, this type of affair. This is a show up, hang out 45 hour, and then right. bounce, and then yeah. I'll go do something else with like one other or two other people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, three different socials. It's like I go to this and this and this. <laughs> no, it's not happening. That's rare. That shit is rare. <laughs> that's like Thanksgiving. 
I got to hit oh. up this one and that one, and then we're going to hang out at this one. Yeah. Like, that's about as much as I do that. Yeah. I don't even know if we're going to do things. I'm at that point. Even, even that. Like today, uh, something uh, Wendy mentioned something about uh, whether I was going to take my birthday off, which is coming up on the 23rd of October. And- <laughs> Everybody knew. I, don't well, spoil the gift. What? <laughs> no, but I, I said, no, nah, I'm not. She said, why don't you wait till Thanksgiving? I was like, yeah, I'll wait till Thanksgiving because I don't give a fuck about Thanksgiving. Like, I don't care. Uh, if we go away for four days, I don't think Lindley gives a shit either. So we might just go out of town for four days. Oh, yeah. Probably get a good deal. Yeah. So as long as you go somewhere that's like, you know, hit up the equivalent of a mountain town. You don't want to do that yeah. this time of year, but nobody's traveling to that right this time of year. Right. That's what I'm saying. Somewhere chill. Go up to Ojai. Nobody's really going to Ojai right now. Exactly. So I take that Monday off at, and so I can turn it into a three or four day weekend and really enjoy myself. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. All right. That was your number three. That was my three. What do you got? Uh, Moonlight is my three. You got to pep yourself up? Oh, I just saw this thing sometimes. You know, boys and toys. Uh, Moonlight, did you see this thing? You're not on your list. It's not your jam? No, it's not my list. Okay. I, I, I saw it. Yeah. Um, it's not your thing. Huh? I don't like the third act. Okay. I, I just punched the dude in the mouth, man. For what? For what? For not... He facilitated him getting the worst beating of his life yeah. for the only other person in the world that knew who he really was. Right. He opened himself up to that dude. Yeah. But then where's the patience and understanding that that dude didn't know that what he was going to do was going to lead to that necessarily? At least punch him in the motherfucking mouth the first time you see him. Reconciliation after that. But this dude caused you more trauma. Perhaps it propelled you onto the, the strong individual that you became. Perhaps. Right. But if, if you're telling me, look, there, nobody does that many push-ups without thinking about revenge. Yeah. That dude was cut. He was cut. He's done a lot of working out. Some of that is pent-up rage and aggression and whatnot. And he is still in his, what, mid to late 20s when they hook back up? Yeah. But maybe for him it's not about that. He really loved the guy. So he forgave him because he loved him, which is what you do. (sighs) Maybe. I just didn't buy that there was genuinely love between the two of them. I thought it was just an exploration. They were both vulnerable at the same moment together, and they're willing to be vulnerable again. Wow. Okay. I, I see I, I see everything with the prism that he was that they fell in love. One could actually admit it, one could not. And then eventually when he confronts him. Yours with is it, probably correct. Well, probably maybe. When he sits on the I think so. when he sits on the bed and he looks they they have that connection together, you're just like, Yeah, this is what's been there. Which is what I this is why I love the film so much, because I think it's not it doesn't follow the the necessary building block tropes that you'd see in other films. It it opens the space up for you to fill in things. Yeah. And sometimes in some films that doesn't work and I find that lazy. But with this film, I think it worked a lot because of the way it was directed, mm-hmm. the cinematography, the score, yeah. the acting, um, and the general poetry-like nature of the film. So, and, and that it's about two black men, two gay black men in that is rarely done nowadays and not like – sure. Effeminate gay black. These are different types. Not there's another wrong with an effeminate. We've seen effeminate, but yeah, it's just two gay guys and what they experience in the world and what they had to do to function in the world, and then the actual like um, realization of the price that one had to pay that the other put him through, and the other is broken up with guilt about. He just can't admit it to himself. If you view it through that prism, then yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I mean, perhaps that is the way I should have ingested it. Oh. But I, mean, I just all felt just so, movies I, our ways. Man. 
I mean, how many people fall in love with the very first person that they have that type of interaction with? Like genuinely fall in love for the rest of your life. That that, I don't that know. person that's a specific draw, you know, for you. Well, nothing says they're going to intertwine. Nothing says they'll be together in their thirties. No, I, no, I don't think. I, I assume they're not going to be there together after that night. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, they they live in two separate cities, do they not? Yeah. And one's a drug dealer and the other uh, is a short order cook? Yeah, short order cook. So, yeah. I, in Miami? Is that where it was? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm down with all that stuff, man. It's just yeah. the first two acts, I was like, this thing is so riveting. It is. So gripping. Mm-hmm. And then when he comes back and he's like, knock off 50 cent. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like, I'm fine with that. And then when he doesn't punch the dude, I was like, I <coughs> Gotta put you gotta well, punch, he, break his fucking nose. He built this persona so that he could function within the world. Totally. And f- like he was when he was younger, when he was a young kid, he's able to unburden himself in front of this guy because he loves him. In the moment of vulnerability, when he gets sold out by the dude, the the punching and all that happens to him is terrible, right? But he still loves the guy enough to lay down his shield. And later on, as he gets older, when he comes back to him and he's still hard as shit, the hard as shit is just what he's built up to yeah. protect himself from the beatings. Totally. I, so, I buy into that as an exoskeleton. So, exactly. And so, but once again, when he sees this guy, he can He reverts back. Shield. Yeah. Totally buy into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. This is someone that I was first vulnerable with, like knows me exactly. more intimately than any individual that's come since. And something I need. Well, and that also, I took a chance on myself. In that moment, yeah. as wrong as it may have felt to the world, it felt right to me. Right. Exactly. That's why I was on board with it. Mm-hmm. I just think when you lay yourself that bare and the consequences of that, the one individual that could at least slow it down. Yeah. As opposed to helping. Not really helping, but not, not hampering when you easily could. Yeah. Where she would have caused was like one on the chin instead of getting the living snot pit, you know, beat out of you. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, look, it still has this reaction in me because I like the first two acts yeah. where it's going. It's just fair enough. You don't sock him in the nose, man. We're still dudes. Okay. <laughs> you know? Okay. It's like, yeah, but that doesn't I mean, mean look, violence and is, I the, is the resort. I haven't punched anybody since I was like 13 years old mm-hmm. or something, 12 years old. It's been a long, long time. Yeah. But if that was – if I had that experience, there's no way I don't carry part of like you, – you damaged – a part of my soul that day. Right. I may have recovered it, but I doubt it. Right. Okay. I didn't yeah. say, you know, anything about no, the Huevos. No. I know. I left the nether regions alone. Okay. We stayed, you know, north right. of the border. That's true. We're up in fucking Canada. Yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> All right. What's your number two? Uh, two is room. Oh, okay. Go ahead. It's one of the few times mm-hmm. where people have built up a movie telling me it's really good. Yeah. And then you see it and you're like, that was really good. Okay. Good for you. I didn't know all that much about it going into it, which is the best. I just knew all you because all I ever get. Oh, I I saw it years later. Oh, okay, right, right. Because all I'd ever get is you haven't seen Rome. Like, no, I'm sorry, I have not seen Rome. Uh, So for a while there, for whatever, Mm -hmm. I think I saw it like two to three years after it came out. Yeah, and for a while there, I was like, I yes, I've seen so many movies. There's so many like it just fell off the radar. I didn't care anymore. And then it came around for something for this show, and I watched it. That's still, man, that is good. Mm-hmm. That is so stinking good. It is. It's a good film. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. I don't know if I go back to rewatch it because I don't have to. 
See, and that's the thing for me. That's why I keep. That's why I put it lower on my list because it's not one I'll go back and rewatch. Um, and it's also one that, like, uh, I think it's fantastic performance, obviously from Larson and and Tremblay. Um, but also, it's one that's a little troubling for me as I watch it because of the situation and what they go through and what they endure. And um, there are moments in the film that I'm just like, okay. I got it. Totally got it. Okay. I don't know why I'm not feeling more here. So it could just be me or it could just be something about Brie Larson that doesn't 100% connect with me that when she's going through what she's going through, I don't feel the weight, the emotional weight as powerfully as other people do. In the second or act the, or the first act? Uh, in the second act. Okay. And, and then, of course, Tremblay's great as well. Tremblay's good. I mean, they're both good. Obviously, it just for me, uh, for whatever reason, it doesn't quite as impact me as powerfully as, as I was hoping it would, I guess is the way to put it. I had just I was enraptured from the idea of having to lie to your son about all these different aspects of the world. Yeah, yeah. Creating a fictional narrative, and then like when they're out and they question the paternity. Yeah, and it's like oh. that. No, yeah. it's and you agree with her. It's just like no, no, that does not make someone a father, a dad, or anything. Right. They are nothing. They are nothing beyond the. Necessi- uh, necessary genetic material to make this thing happen, but everything after that, this mm-hmm. child is nothing like you. Right. Um, it's just brutal, and the sad thing is, it's so real. Mm-hmm. That shit is easily happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In multiple places in yes. this country and in this world. Just see. I think you. I think people like that. As soon as you find them and you see the people in there, immediately right to the execution chamber. There's no waste. Go right through a speedy court like they do at the at the bottom NFL games. Bring him right up into the judge. Yep, he did it. Boom, put him in the fucking jail. This guy, bring him up. Boom. Yep, saw the evidence. Copped. Okay, boom, go kill him. Like, done. There's no wasting of time or like repeals and all that bullshit. Fuck that. As soon as you see this guy holding a woman in a cage, a child in a cage, sexually assaulting her for years, you bring him back out, you kill him, you can move on. I think that should be the, you know, there's too much of this uh, lawyer bullshit and fucking court cases bullshit. Nobody disagrees with you. Yeah, I hope not. Well, just in that, you know, I appreciate the energy and enthusiasm. (laughs) I do, genuinely. Like, I, I, you know, every once again, like once a month, you put a little something else out there that like, this is what my dictatorship will be like, guys. I'd do it, too. I, I feel like I would have a benevolent dictatorship. Okay, but you do. There would be executions. But also. Very swiftly. That, and a lot of them. That benevolence, uh, benevolence, rather, couched in your worldview that ego is what drives humanity. And mm. benevolence does not derive from ego. <laughs> it doesn't. They are not of the same ilk. I don't know. You can be egotistical and benevolent at the same time not the so? ego that you're you know subscribing right, right fair point i think i'd be good though i think yeah, I'd of be course good. you do who doesn't you know i think yeah. i could be a pretty good dictator well, as well I, well yeah sure fair sure sure yeah i mean i think the more interesting discussion is who do we think would be terrible dictators uh but then only i can't say yeah, exactly i would get in trouble exactly there's no <laughs> now if we were all friends like all the listeners and us yeah. if we could literally go through 10, 15. When Me Too happened, I was hanging out with uh, two other comics for just a long day. We had a bunch of stuff to do. There. We were together uh, for like 12 to 14 hours. Yeah. Day. And uh, at one point, we were sitting around waiting for the next thing to happen. It was like 90 minutes from now, two hours. So we had a two-hour discussion of what comics we think would be Me Too'd or what had a potential <laughs> Me Too. 
That was a like it, because we all know all oh, these people. So just like boom, boom. I told Ellis, "Is like you no hint of suspicion whatsoever, dude. You are no. so good to go. It's good. It's and incredible." He, he just laughed and he's like, "Well, thank you." And I'm like, "Well, yeah." I mean, but between three of us, as soon as because we're just going through the rolodex in our minds, yeah. And somebody's like Ellis, and all three of us, even the person said, "I was like, no, no chance." Yeah, there's a, quite a few like that. No chance. And the other dudes would be like, "I'd be surprised if there's not." Yeah. And I'm like, well, we know that guy actually has one. <laughs> <laughs> I know a few people like that. Oh, that dude's actually got one. Yeah, that's an unfortunate truth. Man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know enough people. Yeah, true. The odds are the odds are there. They are. Yeah. Uh, so that was your number two or three. Uh, that was my two. What's your two? Uh, my two is uh, the one you've been referencing, the last black man in San Francisco. Yeah. That so you didn't get a chance to watch. It. I wanted to, but it was that's ninety fair. minutes. Or I can't encourage you enough to watch it. This is a masterpiece, in my opinion. I, I said this when I reviewed it earlier this year. It is. The best independent film I've seen in the last 10 years. I think it understands the medium really well. I think uh, Joe Talbot does an incredible job with the film. Jimmy Fails is incredible in the film as well. Um, the San Francisco, what what they use the city for and the history of the city uh, for to tell the story of this young man and his uh, heritage and his uh, grandfather and his dad and what happened to black people in San Francisco who came there to build what they built and then were gentrified out of situations and areas and how the the city has changed the history um, conveniently to fit a certain narrative to attract more people to come live there at higher wages and higher uh, – not higher wages, higher rents, things of that nature. Oh, yeah, but higher wages for outside work. So yeah. Before it was gentrification, and now it's class. Right. You are getting a different class of individuals yes. that is of a very top percentile because of mm-hmm. Silicon Valley and all that, you know, investor money floating around and whatnot. Right. It's ballooned, like, you know, part of the reason they have a homeless problem. Yeah. I would imagine on some level, like, rent is ludicrous. Yeah. Just ludicrous. Well, there's a symbolism here, too, because the people living in his dad, who he thinks is his grandfather's house, that his grandfather built, are a couple of white hippies. Right, and then whenever they leave, he the comes. First gentrifiers. Yeah, and whenever he leaves, whenever they leave, he comes and sneaks into the house and like lives in the house during the day, and these people know him, and so it's this, and they get upset at him for doing this, but it's a microcosm of the, it's symbolic of what's happening. San Francisco is the house. Yeah, and so it's like he's the, and all of so it's working on so many levels, and yet it still finds its time to be incredibly uh, elegaic. And uh, the poetry nature of the film, the poetic nature, the slow motion, the way they use it, the colors, um, the this relationship between the two friends and how one friend uh, is trying desperately to save him from these mistakes and these beliefs. Uh, and Danny Glover is fantastic as well as the dad of the other friend or the grandfather rather of the other friend. And all of this gets explored and there's so many interesting characters and there are many different facets of the black male community that are showcased here, the different kind of men and I find this to be an incredible film for that nature alone go see it yeah please go see it and I need need to see it and listen to my interview on the deep cut with those two guys it's oh that's why it's number two nailed it that's why it's number two I got there no 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 you know uh, all right, which what's your number so I'm one? Just, I'm just saying, does D, does top ten get any kind of run on deep cut? <laughs> hey, I'm I host the deep cut. Is so. it, I'm just is it solo, a, so I can bring it up here. Is it a two way street? What's that mean? Do you have yeah, do you have every, a solo podcast? No, 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 I'm saying on deep cut. What, yeah. Do we ever get plugs for top? 10? Of course, I always mention top ten on deep cut. 
Somebody out there, fact check that. Yeah, fact check that, and and uh, make sure you check to Cinephiles. I always mention top ten on Cinephiles. Steve's very promotion heavy about the top ten. Yeah, I, I, that I know because okay. Steve is a, is a good man. I'm just saying. Well, just saying I'm not. Yeah. Oh Geek Buddies God. gets play on this one. This I also talk about. I mentioned top ten rather than every Geek Buddies episode. Uh, and then the Liverpool Maniacs, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, there's no podcast called Liverpool Maniacs. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Uh, there's got to be a better name. <laughs> I don't got to be. That's what I, I came like up Liverpool with. Liverpool Maniacs. Tired. We've already heard the, you know, misshifting my brain is making. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I think we should workshop that. Let's just fair put, enough. you know, let's put it out there, throw it up against the wall. Uh, fair enough. All right, what's your number one? Uh, I imagine it is yours as well. I hope so. Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Yeah, man. Yeah. What a great film. I did watch Free Fire for this because it came up another. Oh, Free like, Fire is oh. fun. You're like, oh, that's good. I, I, I was like, it ended. I was like, okay. Yeah, it's not top ten. No, nah, it's not even close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially considering all the ones that I haven't seen. Like, I haven't seen Green Room. I haven't seen the. Uh, was it the Witch or the, the Witch? Witcher? I haven't Witch. Witch. Yeah. Uh, it comes at night. Yeah. Ghost Story. Right. All their horror stuff I have not seen. Right, right. Um, But Ex Machina, it's come up on other shows. It's just, look, it's an interesting, engaging movie divorcing itself from even the philosophical discussion that it asks of you and humanity Mm -hmm. or mankind or society or whatever the case is. And an idea of what is a soul, what is not, what is self-awareness and the right to life. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's everything you want. Every once again from sci-fi. Yep. It's like here's this shiny object, but that shiny object actually has very you know significant hidden meaning that mm-hmm. we can talk about current construct of society just by altering the timeline. But it's still a discussion we're having now and just painting it in a different uh, – with a different brush. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. Old, uh, old uh, Oski. Oski back again. Matter. Yeah, yeah. Although he got bumped off your list, but that's fine. <laughs> That's all right. I still got him on. The you still list. got him on. Eventually. You had him on twice. Yeah. You tried for Triple Frontiers, but that was an eight twenty six. You're like so close, but not close enough. <laughs> hey, you're getting back in. You're getting back in the rhythm there. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Donald, Donald Gleason is fantastic. Alicia Vikander obviously made her name off of this film, uh, but I also think it's such a perfectly um, unsettling film in many ways. But also, uh, I find this whole idea. I find the whole film troubling in a good way, mm. right? Because he's a nice guy. He's just caught in a situation with these conversations with her, and you think, well, he's just doing the right thing. He's being the nice guy. He's trying to do all this. Is and he? then she fucks him. But then in retrospect, you go, is he being the nice guy? What? Is he doing the right thing? thing is, so Because you on- know – uh, sorry, you know Oski is is what he is. Yeah, I was about to say. But this guy thinks he's Oski is self destructing, but he is he is fully aware. Yes, of that what that he's is doing. happening, and right. he has zero problem with it because I think he sees that humanity is dead anyway. Yeah. Um, whereas Domino Hall, when he fucks up, you're like, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. That guy at least knows he's killing himself. Right. But you yeah. are a bigger idiot because you could see this coming, and you for whatever reason chose to do this to yourself. It's this willful foolishness that people sometimes have in situations. I don't want to accept what's happening, therefore I am stubbornly going to act as if it's not going to happen. And then when it happens, I'm going to claim yes. victimhood or surprise, and that is always where I go. This is your. You should have seen this coming. You're an idiot. Yeah, you're an idiot. There's an no idiot. excuse. There's no excuse. Uh, especially when it just violates your prime directive. It's just like, it doesn't make any sense, man. Yeah. 
Why would you do this? Yeah. You're too uh, keen of intellect to succumb to something just this yeah. obviously stupid. Right, right, right. And yet at the same time, you're like, man, that's definitely taken out how many different individuals, men, women, whatever, what have you, yeah. over the years of just knew the car accident was coming and still fucking barreled right into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's doing that to both of us. If you guys are on video right now, we're both ponderously <laughs> thinking about the philosophical ask that it gives you. And more than once, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. As it progresses and characters progress, you have different questions. Mm-hmm. and. Would you do this? Is this, you know, right. who do you more mirror? It's very much in concert with Westworld, I thought, as I was watching. Yeah. You know, watching Westworld after Ex Machina, you're like, oh, my God, this is like very similar themes. Exactly. Very similar concepts to consider and think about. So I enjoyed them both in tandem. And I think Machina is one. I don't know if I'll ever own it, but every time I catch it on TV or on the pay channels, I sit and watch a, at least 20 minutes of it because – it's great script. Uh, oh, it's yeah, right. It builds. It's like the the framing of the cinematography bleeds into your emotional resonance with all kinds of different scenes and the colorscape and how some you know this completely artificial and uh, fucking sterile world that he's created yeah. is in the midst of. The picture of Mother Nature. Right. And a vibrancy of life. And you've created this containment zone mm-hmm. to spark a corruption of what we would call life. Yeah. If that were to, you know, take hold. Right. Would you very well fun? Good. Yeah, I mean, certainly. Good. So what are your fears? Yeah. It's happening. It's going to happen. You all are insane to think it's not going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, I don't yeah. care what these nerds tell you. It's going worried. to fucking happen. I'm not worried about that one just yet. No, no. It's not going to happen in our lifetime. But it is going to happen. I I, yeah. I, I wouldn't even worry about it at that point. We're, we'd have to be talking so far down the line. Sure, sure. I genuinely believe that. All like right. in my core. Okay. Well, this, we'll is where, right. this is where your dictatorship and mine would uh, diverge. Right. You might put the stymie on that type of research. I would bash all uh, artificial intelligence research. Even though it's going to eventually do all the work for us. Well, even more we so. we can go off and – Who can go off and do what? We can With explore, what money? We can explore more. Doesn't there will be, People are going to be put out of work and sitting on uh, – on, how are you going to take care of them? you got to yeah, pay for that. But if the entire world is out of work, then we'll create a different economy for them. They'll get it, – it, you'll be like a, a fucking Roman citizen. You get a X number of this, this, this like every month mm. and it's a bountiful amount because robots are all doing the work for you. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It's not. But then the top tier yeah. will have all stuff that no amount – we can't we can't generate any kind of wealth to get that. Right. We just have what is in essence given to us or what we can go off and do on our own. Yeah. But certain people are just going to take that money. There's a good film there. Somewhere in there. All right. I am. You know, it's like a, Elysium like meets like type of that where there's, just mm-hmm. the, there's a different life. Everybody else is living on government subsistence. Yeah. And then these motherfuckers live in a way that I can't even fathom. So right. a machine that can regenerate you and cure all sicknesses. <laughs> that's, uh, like, that's Moon. I think you just described Moon. Well, I don't know. That's in Elysium. Yeah. They have one of those as part of the reason why. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. The cancer and everything. That's right. I forgot about that. If that technology existed, that yeah. would more than likely be only reserved for it's true. a certain it's a shame. select 
yeah. the world can't survive if everybody's immortal because we're just going to keep making people. Yeah. And we're gonna, yeah. Yeah. And we'll turn on each we'll other. We'll be like locusts and we'll destroy this world as we all try and consume. Yeah. And then move on. Yeah. And we we'll just turn into a plague at that point. And kill each other. Yeah. Well, it's just the idea that humanity is cancerous. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> Do I agree with it? I mean, technically, no, but it does fit a lot of the definition as it goes along and how it thrives and lives. Like, I, I understand what you're saying. True. Then that's our show. And that's our. <laughs> We got to gobble this together. Yeah, you know, rosy outlook. That's what you get from us. And you can be seeing in a few weeks. (laughs) On Collider. On Collider. Uh, Uh, On Patreon first. Patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Hook us up. Hook yourself up right over there. So, uh, you going to write? Yeah, I can write. All right. Ex Machina's at the top. Yep. Are you going to get uh, Bongali Bongos? So, I can't remember. I think the next in common we have now would be a prayer before dawn. Otherwise, it's two. Where'd you have room? That was like seven, eight? Yeah, eight. Eight. And what was your two? Your two was uh, something punted from mine earlier. Uh, la- uh, my two was Last Black Man in San Francisco. Oh, that's right. That was some- something they didn't my, have. Uh, your uh, three. Three is Moonlight. My four is Disaster Artist. Disaster. So, so we have Room in Common Higher, A Prayer Before Dawn in Common Higher. Right. And then Disaster Artist would be our lowest. Yeah. Uh, do you just want to do that? Two, three, four? So it'll be which one would be two? Well, actually, and then where do you have eighth grade? Eighth grade is seventh. So, shit, man. Especially with you bumping. So I would say we go room, eighth grade, disaster artist, and uh, prayer before. Oh, dawn. you're writing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Okay. I think that makes the highest commonalities. Okay. And then disaster artist. Then we both have now a mm-hmm. prayer before dawn. Yes. And then I would say last black man in San Francisco. Right. That's my number two. All right. What's your next highest? Uh, three moonlight. Okay, because I don't think we have anything else. Yep, that wins. Okay. And then I have my four. Do you have which, what's your next item? My four was the Disaster Artist. So oh, that's right. So what, what do you got that on there? End of tour. Sure. All right, what's your next uh, next highest? Number five, Slow West. Oh, we both have Lock. Oh, yeah, that's my 10. All right, so let's do Lock at nine. Okay. And where do you have Slow West? Five. Uh, slow West it is. Nice. First Reformed. Well, that's all the best. Easy peasy. Let's do this thing. The top 10 A24 films, yeah. At number 10. Slow West. At number 9. Look. At number 8. End of tour. End of tour. At number 7. Moonlight. At number six, La Last Black Man in San Francisco. At number five, A Prayer Before Dawn. At number four, The Disaster Artist. At number three, Eighth Grade. At number two, Room. And the number one A24 movie is Ex Machina. Ex Machina. There it is. Boom. 
There's our announcements for the video going forward. Yeah. Still get us here on the audio if you like, or you can start watching us now on a weekly basis. We hope you enjoy that. Uh, we're looking forward to it ourselves, although uh, I will be interested to see the, the people's reaction. They've been asking for it for so long, so yeah. now you're going to get it. And we have other announcements coming, but this is going to be the one for right now, and we're hammering out the details on the other announcements. Mm-hmm. And those are coming down the pike very yeah. shortly for yeah. you guys. We promised it. We said we weren't bullshitting, and we... We are not bullshitting. Yeah. We're bringing you that heat. Hey, Britain. Heat. Britain, get ready. That's all we're going to say. Yeah, and other cities yes. that we are currently working on, one we almost have a venue nailed down for. Right. Uh, so we will be in touch very shortly with those announcements. Just give us you know, a couple weeks. We should have something for you. Maybe next week. I don't know. Yeah. It's coming soon, though. It's coming soon. We're working on it. And... Uh, I think that's it for us this week. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Matt told you where to uh, where to get on top of our uh, Patreon, uh, so go and do Correct. that uh, and uh, get on board the train. The train is well, once again the train has been uh, you know kind of going along, going along, but we've been picking up steam, picking up steam. Sorry. These are these numbers. These are these uh, announcements that are going to get us to the next uh, level. So we're looking forward to it, and I hope you come along with us on the next iteration of the top ten. Only thing that's changing is we're coming on to Collider. We are free to do with the show as we see fit. Do not doubt that. Where we're at right now. Perfect analogy. I like where you're going with that, and yeah. I'm going to go ahead and, if you don't mind, throw a button on it. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Back to the Future 3. We're on the tracks. We're about to throw that special kindling dynamite, whatever the oh, world yeah, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's about to happen, guys. And then, boom, we're hitting 88. Yeah. And we're going and we're doing whatever in the world we want to. <laughs> So with your help. So help spread the word. Once we're back, uh, if you guys want to see the video, then just let people know about the video. Right. And uh, if you're already subscribed over Collider, well, now you can get us at both places on the audio feed, and it'll come out on Tuesdays. I don't know about midnight. Uh, ours will still come out on midnight <laughs> yes. on this. But uh, that one will come out whenever they want to schedule it. That is a, you know, I don't know. We haven't had that discussion yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's coming down. We'll have a better idea and uh, let you know about that and everything else in the future. And uh, if you want to join the discussion over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the top 10 show, uh, all spelled out, uh, please do. There's, you know, all kinds of stuff coming up. Uh, last week, so someone someone brought up, like, you know, the, the fact that I, I told that my ball's tucking out of my shorts. On top <laughs> yeah, of people love that story. They did. But I think it was Joe Barra who helps us, as does, uh, you know, Mike Shea and, and uh, Christos Alexakos and Alex uh, uh, pardon me, Kristen Smith oh. and Matthew Hasso. Um, but uh, <laughs> that Snyder's going to do that to you when you come over to watch The Informant. <laughs> the Insider. The Insider, that's right. And he tagged it up with, uh, on a second, I think it was uh, that uh, that'll be the Snyder cut. Yes. Like, you know what? <laughs> that's quality punchline. That's quality punchline. Because now it makes me think he has his own version of circumcision, and I yeah. don't even know what that would look like. Is it the ring around, like, the slowly widow's peak balding? Yeah. You know, that's, the, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. A lot of uh, – but anyway, over at Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the top ten show, all spelled out. But people put up interesting polls, and they love it, things that I vehemently disagree with. But, you know, but this is fun. This I enjoy is, reading it. I agree. I do. I'll let people know. I totally disagree with everything you're saying, but I like it. <laughs> but I like it. Uh, and that's it uh, for me. You can follow me at Matt Nost, M-A-T-T-K-N-O-S-T. You can follow me at The Roka Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And keep tuned for everything we got coming down the pike. We'll talk to you soon on the Top Ten Show. Boom. Ooh.